Good evening, everybody, Hello. and welcome to Take Two. Here with my guest, Brian. Uh, we've got Jordan, Mario here too. Mauricio here. <laughs> Mauricio, where's Mario? <laughs> um, and so whoever's out there, we want to remind you guys, if you guys have questions, you can uh, raise your hand and we'll kind of call on you and we'll repeat the question so people who are here can hear it. And if you've got a question out there on YouTube land, if you type it in, we will see it and we'll try and get to it as well. And, and that's what we do on Take Two is have a discussion about what I spoke on Sunday so that we can get a little uh, breadth into the topic, a little varied opinions and questions to try and get a little bit deeper. A uh, couple of things to announce. One, uh, yesterday we served the food to the nurses. We took 70 meals to the nursing staff at San Antonio Hospital for the ER, and uh, they were very happy. Uh, my daughter texted me late in her shift about 7 p.m. I think she got there at 7 a.m. and said that it was a very hectic day. She said that she actually, uh, they didn't administer, but they she checked in 200 people in 10 hours. That's how busy the ER was. So that's a lot of people uh, just to get 1,000 people coming in there or 200 people in uh, 10 hours. And so she said the meals were huge help, that they really appreciated it. So again, thank you to those of you who contributed uh, to those meals and made it possible. And one other thing we are doing still, uh, we are collecting money to buy Bibles for a church that's remote in Haiti so we can give those uh scriptures in Creole, their own language. Awesome. And that's something that we want to see take place. It would be huge help for uh, the priest who is there overseeing uh, that church. And so we will want to come alongside and show him. We care for him and those people who are part of that community. And so those are things that are happening. But to the point here, um, Sunday, I, I continued our series on the politics of Jesus and this past Sunday, I talk about, I spoke about relig religious language and its manipulation. And it had to do really with taking oaths in the passage. And I'm going to read the passage so we can kind of jump off of this. It's from Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 to 37. Jesus is speaking and he says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil." Do you want me to set some more foundation or do you want to jump in on that? Or? Let me just give the people that are listening just a quick, like your take on it. Overview. Are we cool? Does it say, right. Yeah, that's been happening. Okay. I don't know why it's doing that, but it's been doing that every time, but it's still going yeah. live. Let me just give them a breakdown of like what, because I think you took a really different take on this, um, and which was, I, I took a lot from it. But Okay. Yeah. I mean, what we've been looking at is Jesus has been challenging 
the power of the religious system of the Pharisees at this time. And that's why this is called the politics of Jesus, is because what Jesus is doing is really tearing down their policies of what it meant to follow after God and introducing new policies. Uh, we've talked about how there was 613 laws in Torah, and they would try and make them in order of importance to least importance so that they could follow those that were most important. And, and he's been kind of challenging that way of thinking. You have heard it said, you shall not commit murder. But I tell you that even if you hate your brother, and that was another law that can be found in the Torah that they would see was lesser. And he says, no, this one is actually at the heart of what happens to this one. Yeah. He did the same thing with adultery and lust, where he kind of flipped the tables, where this was something that they utilized to really keep their, uh, their power over women in place. And Jesus flipped it and said, you lust after a woman, you commit adultery in your heart against her which adultery was against the man or the man who was, you know, the woman was betrothed to. And so all these degradations of what's important, what's least important, Jesus is challenging. And he's continuing that here. You know, he, he challenged the idea of uh, adultery and lust, and then he moved to uh, divorce and oaths is kind of where we're showing up here. Um, and oaths were something that people would swear by, and it's not cursing, it was, I am, you know, making this vow, and it would involve uh, some other person, and they would bring into their oath God, because they made their oath feel more substantive. All right. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. He's really attacking their system that he sees as being unfair, and inadequate. Yeah, I think the, um, the the off the bat, one thing that we're talking about, Jordan and I were just talking about was like, and you brought this up too, that we all have come into contact with somebody that has swore on their life or their mama or mm -hmm. <laughs> um, on something else to try to validate their point. Mm -hmm. And I remember just growing up and basically the person that would be swearing on their mama you're almost guaranteed not to get the thing that there's like they owed you money and they're like oh my mom you're gonna get this back on tuesday you can pretty much be sure you're not gonna get the money back on tuesday and 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 people were like you're like your your mom is will die today because that's how serious we saw this but it was like to some people that's why you know it, i think what in a sense what jesus is saying is like it's what you're saying is not good enough who you're putting it on is not backing you like it's the, the hollowness that you're talking about mm -hmm. is like basically empty promises and trying to add weight to your failed character mm -hmm. and i think that's like the thing that he's like saying beware of like yeah. stop like you said dragging god into your dirt because not only is it weighing it, it's not adding any weight to you but it's it's making god look like he's yeah. not weighty enough for for it for you know like mm -hmm. it's you're you're lessening god by by doing that yeah so, and and you know they struggled with that throughout you know israel's history even in scripture there was a time when god made his name known yahweh right to moses i am that i am and then they started swearing by his name right and then the prophets came along and said stop it right don't be swearing by his name that's not cool God doesn't want it. He forbids it. Right. And so then they just started swearing by other things. 
by the heavens, by the temple, by the altar. You know, they just found other things connected to God, even though it wasn't God, to try and validate their, you know, words. Uh, you know, my the point I was really directing this to was the misuse of God to manipulate things for our benefit. Right. Right. And that's, I think, what, you know, the heart of what I was trying to convey was about, because we might not swear by the temple or, you know, swear by the, you know, earth or by our head, you know, those things just seem weird to us. We might not even say, I swear to God, but we still can take this ideology of God and get it to back us. Right. Right. Where, you know, I, I mentioned, well, the Lord told me, right? Mm, yeah. And we, we're, we're not swearing or making an oath that I, this what I'm saying is true. We're just now getting God and saying he did this, so it has to be true. Right. Right. God told me, so if God told me, it's got to be true, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically saying that in a, a different way. But what we're really doing is wanting to control the circumstance, at least in a lot of situations, and use God to help us do that. Yeah. So I think, did you have something to add to that last part? Yeah. Um, you're talking about oaths a lot. Mm-hmm. And something came to my mind, because from what I'm hearing of what you're saying, the oaths are like, I'm, I'm saying an oath. But I'm curious if this has stuff to do with like more like group oaths, like the Hippocratic oath. Yeah, no, I, this isn't like the Hippocratic oath. Those of you who didn't hear, Jordan was asking if this oath has to do with like those kinds of oaths. This kind of oath was disputes between people and then bringing uh, God into your corner um, to prove yourself right. And so a Hippocratic oath is you're taking an oath that you're not going to do harm to these people, but it's not like God is with me over you or God is with me alone it's an oath that is being made, I think, to your profession or to the people you are going to be serving. I think that's a little different in that it's not um, backing you. Okay. Makes sense? So, yeah, but that's a good point. I mean, this isn't like don't make Hippocratic oaths. This is don't, don't use God to validate yourself. It's not like don't make promises. Yeah. Don't make your word, you know, don't... You should still do those things. You should, your word should mean something. And yeah. I think it's like, I think it's almost like saying if you do attach God to mm -hmm. it, it almost de, almost like devalue, like it, yeah. it's like you, it, just don't do it because like <laughs> it does not, nothing good comes from this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you were, you were saying about, um, you're moving into into what's the last thing that you were talking about? About people using manipulation. The Lord told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is so? What does good look like in that area? Like, because I think a lot of us raised in the church, especially, have dealt with God told me, or they might say something like, it "Wasn't in an audible voice, but I, I got this yeah. feeling, and through that, I want to share with you what I think God should." You know, like that's a very normal, yeah. normal talk in the church, and I think. I can see how it could be manipulative. And when, as you were saying it, it kind of, as someone raised in church, you're like, 
Sam's dipping into some deep waters right now because mm-hmm. a lot of people talk like that. A lot of people have heard yeah. that from their pastor, from their leaders, from their mentors. And it could have, like, scared you a little bit or scared me a little bit because I'm like, I've been following people who said and used that kind of language. Yeah. And I've been, I've been one of the people that did. And now yeah. examining my own life, I can see where times where I was maybe – using it to control a situation or a conversation, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I did mention that I think God does still speak and minister. Right. Um, but the key is really humility, right? Having humility in that. And I think I, I cited the passage in Acts 15, where they got together to decide the council in Jerusalem, how they were going to really deal with the Gentiles now coming to faith. And they said, it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us, right? And I, I like that because it's it's kind of bringing that sense of like, this is what seems like God's doing and makes sense to me too, so this is what we're going to do. Um, I think God does speak to us. I think that there's been times where I, I believe God has spoke to me, but there's a difference between me having a sense of being moved by the spirit of God and me using that to control other people in a situation. When we went through our whole desire series and transformation, you know, we talked about Kairos moments, those moments where something strikes you and to lean into those moments because that's the spirit of God trying to speak to you. I, I think we should open ourselves up to that, to hear the voice of the spirit of God but what Jesus is confronting is when people saying, I you know, swear by the temple or I swear by heaven or I swear God has is on my side, right? In this manner and this thing. There's nothing wrong with being moved by the Holy Spirit. I, I think we move into dangerous place when we start saying God told me and now he wants this to affect you, mm-hmm. right? It should affect me. When God ministers to me, it should affect me. When I feel like I'm hearing God's voice, it should have an effect on me. And then it should lead me to the fruit of the Spirit, right? It should lead me to more kindness. It should lead me to more gentleness. It should lead me to more love. If it's not doing that, then yeah, we can question, is that really the leading of God's Spirit? But that's different than me saying, yeah, the Lord told me that we are going to do this. Right. Right? I feel like that's one example of what could, like, modern day swearing on the oath would look like we're talking about like a different one when we're in the other building we're saying like how could it relate to conversations today about um, when people do like a two meme research and how they're trying to attach <laughs> like their fact stamp mm-hmm. onto what they believe is true and um and presenting it as like absolute truth without like because memes are a funny thing like you know you yeah and not the same reason i don't typically use that as my conversation starter mm-hmm. but they what they do is say Tell the world this is what I believe right now on this particular yeah, and, subject, uh, like yeah. subject. And typically, the ones that rile me up are like the ones that seem like really polar, like uh, like political stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, there's more to that. I know you, and I know that's not fully what you believe. But yeah. you chose to present yourself like that in this moment. And I would love to like chat about what that looks like. But I also think what Jordan had said, um, you're like start adopting like the story. Mm-hmm. To yourself, that you're too, you're too meme research, and you kind of swear by the the publisher of that, and like yeah. that's who's backing you at this moment, you know. And it's like, how did that? Uh, how was that good enough? And and yeah. you know, like, or 
because we're trying to relate it to like right now, like because you know, yeah. like you said, we don't swear, we don't swear on our oath or the church or the altar now. Yeah, but that I think, I, that's I think what came to my mind as I was kind of thinking of manipulation was how we use the Bible um, when yeah. the Bible says people say that the Bible for, says is a yeah. good one. Yeah, you know, the Bible says, and now I'm just using God to back what I'm going to then present, yeah. right? And, and I mean. Just as we've been going through these series, the Bible says a lot of things. The Bible says if you put dirt from the temple in water and make a woman drink it, if she had adultery, she'll have a miscarriage. The Bible says that. <laughs> Take that, you know. It's like, but you don't see that on the memes, right? No, it'll be something that's more, they want to use it to make what their view is substantial. Right. You know, and so when I'm reading through, you know, the social media and someone will say something like well people who don't believe in the bible you know are these people and then they start naming things that sound like me you know it's like but wait a second i i, I study the bible it's kind of what i do for my life and I, I actually believe i i think i believe the bible more clearly than what they're presenting yeah right but i don't come out and say the bible says I'm right, you're wrong. And that's kind of what they're doing, right? And so this idea of this oath-taking, or I swear God's going to back me to control this conversation, that's where I see it showing up when people start saying the Bible says. Now, the Bible does say a lot of things. Let's talk about it, right? right. Let, let's wrestle it through because it's probably not as black and white as we're being led to believe. Right. You know, There's probably another side of that conversation that we have to hear without throwing God on our side and then we can just annihilate anyone. I think you're doing a really good job of like breeding like free thinking Christians, like mm -hmm. move and navigate through the scripture with adapting it to like their life and thinking about how it relates to them. And mm -hmm. with that, with what you're doing and like inviting conversation and like even being like way more intentional like with this and after service, sitting down and chatting, I think that's like to somebody that, maybe was raised in a church where they heard the Bible says all the time, mm -hmm. it, it could get weird, you know, because it could oh, yeah. almost like we're questioning your authority. We might see somebody like older and we, we try to like hold back or, you know, like as somebody that's, yeah. but we're like, no, this is what it's for. This is what the scripture is like. We are all striving towards like mightiness in, in Christ. And like, but that doesn't mean we all think the same, you know, like yeah. we should, um, our spirit should, try to align in, in a way that moves towards love. But it doesn't mean that we should all read every. Like, it'd be weird if we did read everything the same. It'd be yeah. a strange robot kind of world. And it's like, that's better that's not. And, and, you know, I know that I have taught on this passage before in this whole series, and I've had a different, you know, take on things. And reading and studying from some of the things I'm reading now, it's like, oh, man, this is a lot different than what I held on to before. Yeah. Right. And so I see that as growth. Right. I see that as, OK, I'm learning. And if someone would have had this view that I hold now to the me who was teaching last time, you know, hopefully I could have been receptive to hear what they were saying and then to grow right. from that. And, and, you know, vice versa. I, I need to still be willing to grow to hear something that someone's saying, you know, even like what we were saying. I mean, I think Jordan Sunday said something, well, you know, 
isn't cursing still using God's name in vain to a certain degree? You know, it's like, yeah, it's to a certain degree. You know, I don't, I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about here with oath, but making the name of God and attaching it to something that doesn't have value could be considered that, right? right. Um, and so, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's let's go into the nuance of those kinds of things. Um, the problem, like you were saying, people who hear this and think, oh, no, you know, I remember um, Alex um, brought someone to one of our midweeks when we were doing those. And I asked people, does anyone have any questions or any thoughts or comments? And they were from a church that they didn't do that. Right? The pastor just told them what was going on. And they thought it was the strangest thing. They're like, why would you go there? Why would you go somewhere where they're asking you questions? You know, to them, it just seemed so alien to what they saw as the church experience, yeah. you know, and what you said earlier, trying to get people to think and be free thinking and have their own uh, dynamic relationship with God is important, you know, and I would hate for people to just see me as the one who conveys truth, right? right? Because that's when it's dangerous. I'm listening to a podcast. I was telling you, it's the rise and fall of Mars Hill by Christianity Today. And I don't usually listen to Christianity Today, but some other podcasts mentioned it, so I was listening to it. And it's just so interesting how here was a mega pastor, 15,000 people, and you just start seeing that he starts whittling away at all the other things that challenge his power. And pretty soon he hears from God, and so you got to do what he says. If you're on staff, he's the one who's leading because he's the one hearing from God. Yeah. Right? Those are the kinds of things the Pharisees were doing. Right. You know, they were using God to back their agenda. And it happens all the time. See you later, Marcia. Yeah. Later, bro. And now, do you, and tell me if you think that I'm like uh, wrong here. The whole like, yes is, your yes should mean yes and your no should mean no. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the end of a lot of what Jesus is teaching, he gives you this like nugget, which seems like way too simple for the, Mm-hmm. equation you know like you might like or it might seem too simple or it might seem too extreme one mm-hmm. or the other and you're like why why do you give us these like sometimes they don't seem to match it's almost like the adultery thing uh mm-hmm. or like it takes it all the way down to like ripping out your eyeballs you know mm-hmm. like, if you you're already lusting you know yeah but you're like well okay where's he going with that now a lot of times i think he's like what he's doing is like painting a fence that is telling you like if you stay away from this certain thing you don't even need to worry like your yes will mean yes and your no will mean no like like if you play like we can clearly like the free will thing we could clearly go cheat on our wives we could Mm -hmm. lust there's no lightning bolts coming down you know Mm -hmm. he's saying but um what what what's happening here is you're using my name in vain and it's causing your word to diminish, you know, like if hmm. it's almost like a backwards equation. He's like saying, like, do you want your mean your yes to mean yes, your no to mean no? Stop involving me. Stop mm-hmm. swearing on things that you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like avoid ripping out your eyeballs? Like, like, because eventually that's what it's gonna take to keep you from lust because you 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 are playing outside the fence all day. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like building this fence for you. That's not saying that's like your free will still exists, but the fence is where you can play safely you mm-hmm. know 
and where your world will mean something, where your yeah. where your marriage will be safe. Like it's not like what people are like, religion's so restricting or God's so restricting. You're like, your mom kept you out of the street, you know, for a reason, you know, like yeah. there's not, that's not, the freedom is not in the boundary, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah, no, I, I think character, right. It comes to, I mean, the literal translation of that, you know, verse, let your yes be yes is let your word stand for itself. Yes. Yes. No, yeah. no. Hmm. Right. Let your word stand for itself. In other words, your word should stand without the need of God to back it. Right. Right. And your yes, yes, no, no. Just let it stand for that. So I I think it is going to that part where you are saying, let your character stand just alone without having to bring God in and then, you know, diminish it, actually. We got a few questions. Hey. Yeah. Um, In terms of oaths, this sounds like it is coming. Huh? You you asked that? Okay. (laughs) Does it deal with things? Okay, like, hey, you, did you read that and then ask it? No, I raised my hand and you guys kept talking. So oh, that's you? Oh, that's, okay. <laughs> and then, who's this other person, Alexandra? Oh, it sounds, yeah. she sounds hot. <laughs> striving for, that's his wife. Um, <laughs> striving for like-mindedness doesn't mean we all think the same. That's true. Also, might mean don't add more language than what is necessary to fill with empty words. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and again, that goes to the manipulation, right? We, we want to, I think I even shared a little bit about this, how I don't like it when I feel like... The need to add like... Yeah, or I feel like I have to you know, say more because I'm looking small or invisible. You know, I want to add to this so that people notice me or recognize me, you know, especially like, oh, I want them to think I'm smart, so I better add something to it. And then I just start using words and filling things in. Again, the idea of manipulating, and I know Sunday when we were talking afterwards, Alex mentioned ego, right? The the pride, it's having that, you know, I, I need... I'm the center and I'm going to build from the center. Yeah. And that is what I think Jesus is really challenging. You know, these oaths, I swear this is, I'm true because God's with me. Um, I'm not the center. And that's where the humility comes in. You know, it seems to me that this is what the Lord is wanting us to do. What do you think? And that's what they did in, you know, Jerusalem in Acts 15. They talked with one another. They they kind of wrestled through these things. And here you had, you know, some of the apostles. You had James, the brother of Jesus, who's the pastor there in Jerusalem. And they're talking about what should we do? There wasn't one person who said, this is what the Lord says, right? And that's what you get so many times. I mean, if you watch, you know, uh, Christian television, stop you know i mean it's just like why i mean but you hear that all the time the lord spoke to me and he said clear as day this is what's going to happen and it's like maybe he did but are you telling me i have to take that right do i have to take what god told you as the word for me and and are you using that to manipulate me to do something that you want me to do like give money towards your ministry or support your, you know, new building project, or get involved with this outreach. 
And that's what I see happening, you know, this manipulation of God speaking to us and we're going to do this. And it's like, is he? Yeah, I, one came to mind too. Um, somebody posted something the other day and it was a pastor speaking up on a certain topic and we don't have to get too deep into it, but it was what, what the post that she said was, this is what it looks like to obey God and not follow man, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in other words, the Bible said, you yeah. know, like, so the Bible said, um, this is, this, this is right. And, mm -hmm. and following man looks like this. And, and my, the other day, my friend was saying something, we're, we're talking about the vaccine or something. And then he said, I'm not a sheep, you know, like, like, and, and I'm like, we're all sheep. <laughs> like we're all following so you, you yeah. not getting the vaccine is following something as well. Yeah. Like you're, you're getting your, your information from somewhere. And we just got different shepherds in that area. Yeah. But like, in a sense, we're all following something. It's choosing your shepherd and choosing who you listen to. And I think part of that, like hearing from God, listening to God, being told, mm -hmm. part of what we're doing here is deciphering when it's appropriate to share that. Um, because it's yeah. not like you shouldn't share it either. I think when Alex and I pray and I say something like, I feel like God is saying, mm -hmm. and I think that's what you're saying. Like, it seems as if I, I can still tell her in our relationship. And we always, I always come back. It seems like relationship always like the root of everything. Yeah. And like, you could only do that if I have a relationship with you and there's trust built. Cause otherwise it sounds crazy coming from anybody that doesn't know me yeah. and then roll up, roll up, you know, into a conversation and say, well, God said, or the Bible said, and you're like, we might be talking about a, a different, yeah. you know, view, like God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, and you having that relational aspect with Alex is so different than you saying, you know, Alex, the Lord's telling me that we need to do this. And just making it as if, you know, and because the Bible says the husband's ahead, you have to listen to what I say and we're going to do this. Right. right? And it's all of a sudden it, it, it's taking, you know, yes. the free will out of the conversation. Right? Yeah, it's true. taking their personhood out of the conversation and it, it's putting you as paramount in it right and those are the kinds of things that i see like happening when people are saying the bible says and right. it's like i'm going to take you out of the conversation because i got god on my side right and, and this is how it, it's going to happen and yeah having that dynamic and again i think i'm probably i don't know maybe sensitive on this or a little hypersensitive because of being involved with church for so many years and seeing these kinds of things happen, you know, where, I mean, I just got these horrible stories um, that I've seen play out that just cause devastation to people with, with pastors using their authority as the leader and saying that God speaks to them and tells them and doing terrible things in the name of Jesus for their own benefit, yeah. you know, and it's it's been heartbreaking to see the devastation that that leaves in the lives of people. And I, I think that anything that could expose that fallacy of thought of God backing a person, um, is a good thing. You know, um, the fallacy of God doesn't back people, people align their lives with God. And there's a big difference, right? 
if my life is aligned with God and the character of Christ, then God is going to be with me and I don't have to wield him like a weapon against people right. because it'll be moving me in his character and in his kingdom. And if I am wielding it like a weapon and using it, then there's going to be the, the carnage left because I am building my own kingdom. It's the politics of the world where might makes right. And I'm going to get more people with me. And that way it'll prove you guys are wrong, you know, and all those kinds of things that are so contrary to what we see in Christ. Right. And the whole, like black and white conversations they get how how fast they get boring because you're like if that's it then it's we're done you yeah know? like you know like there's like we get mm -hmm. the conversations we get into are so layered you know like me yeah. and jordan don't think exactly the same and we never will but it's like to be able to dig and dig and and ask and like disagree and discourse i think that's like like when i talk to somebody that just got it figured out i'm like so we're cool here then we're good right like it's like what's left and you you know yeah so are you trying to convince me to know too because i won't know in this lifetime you know yeah where you're going or i'm going after this and um if you know thank you you know like i, I hope you're right you know <laughs> but um it's it's boring it's you know it's it's yeah the, yeah, yeah like you said there is no conversation right it's yeah. basically a monologue here it is that's it Right. And now we're done. Right. You're going to you're going to agree with me. And that's all your your choice is. Right. Either agree with me or don't agree with me. And there's no nuance to what we're saying. And, and every subject, you know, even, you know, some of the most difficult subjects to tackle, um, there's nuance in it. You know, and I, I mentioned a few just to because to, I, I like to do that. Right. I, I, I want people to understand that you throw something out there you know and you just say yeah abortion is always wrong it's like okay can we talk right can we talk about what's what things you're wanting to hold on to and are valuable and what things maybe um can be still valuable to see in a different light right and, and have that conversation but even saying something like that people automatically think i'm you know, for abortion. Right. And, and I'm not saying that, right? I mean, I, I'm just trying to have a conversation so that we can include people in it instead of alienate people in it, this conversation. And when I see the memes, you know, you got two memes, so okay, you're, you're done. Then the other person has three memes and they're done, right? And, and it's, can we see the other argument? Can we listen to it, take it, and try to understand what is of value in that and what things can be seen without just shutting it down before the conversation gets started, right? right? And, and in all these areas, I, I think there is that ability. That's what they did in, in Scripture. There, are, there is an evolution that we see take place in Scripture. We have... Places in scripture where they say, you know, their curse will be upon your children, your children's children, this generational curse, right? And then people build a whole doctrine on generational curses. And then some prophet comes along later on and says, no, whoever does the crime, is, it falls on them. It doesn't fall on their children, yeah. right? It's like, okay, he's saying something different. And they're both in the Bible. 
And, and to me, it doesn't make, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. To me, it makes the Bible is complicated, right? The Bible represents real life more accurately. And so when people say, oh, you don't believe in the Bible. No, I, I look at the Bible and I see this struggle in it. And it makes me want to struggle with it because that's the life I'm trying to live, right? Trying to find out these places where it fits and where maybe it's not what they thought it was or what we think it is. Um, and I think that's a more accurate way to look at it. Yeah, and if it's living, you know, if you're saying it's like an actual living word, mm -hmm. then it's you can read it different next year than you did last year or even today different than you did yesterday. It, it actually like is an, like a like a moving, like some water dropped on my phone earlier and it was it was pushing some of the buttons on my apps. Like it was, you know, it's alive, you know, uh -huh. it's like, it's almost like it was touching, you know, like, and it was weird. Like, and I saw like an image of like something that's like, like that you don't really see as alive, but when it, when it interacts with different things could be alive. And I think that's, what's like, what's cool with the Bible. When I see someone actually interact with it, even someone that doesn't maybe non-religious, not even Christian. I've, mm -hmm. I've been doing Bible study with some folks that won't, don't believe, you know, mm -hmm. fully in God and one of my best friends. And so when I hear her say something like, I just want to use this, these stories to make me better. And then I might tell somebody else that they're like, why is she even in the Bible? She doesn't believe like why, yeah. you know, and you're like, that's not right. You know, like that's, yeah. that doesn't feel like Jesus. And, and that if Jesus only spoke to people who believed in him, that would even make sense. You know, yeah. like, like how do you believe without learning? You know? So it's like, um, it's a strange righteous position and ego has nothing to do with it identity you know mm -hmm. it feels like the root of it you know so it's yeah like trying to dig into like why do we feel even the need to attach god to name to something to make it <laughs> it sounds weird for me to say i can't even really say it. there's some digging that needs to be done because i almost said why does people feel the need to attach god to something to make it stronger but i think you need to attach god to it but it's how you present um, it's yeah. how you attach God and how you present it to people is, a, is the, uh, the question. And, and again, the character of Christ is always something. Um, was I? I was leading that and I got, you know, the character of Christ is how we see God show up in situations. In other words, he served, right? He didn't assert authority over people. Um, he came in humility even though he existed in the form of god he became a servant lowering himself even lower than the angels right this is the character of god this is the attitude if we bring this with us that we can then start to see the the spirit move through that instead of the manipulation right and so having God minister to us, having God, you know, be a part of our lives and, and it f affecting us, of course, it's supposed to, but this is what it'll affect us to, yeah. to, to look more like Jesus. And if it affects us, you know, if, if our interaction with what we're calling God affects us to a place of manipulation, well, then it doesn't look like Christ. And, and then... I would say it, it it doesn't look like God, yeah. right? And then the words of Jesus, I think here in this idea of oh, don't don't bring God into this because that doesn't look like Him, yeah. right? That looks like what you're using for your own sake, right? right? And so we don't want to go there. 
Got Zach saying, Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah, there's a lot there in that verse, Zach. You know, declaring with your mouth is a confession, definitely. Jesus is Lord is a political statement against Caesar is Lord. Um, and being saved is definitely a continual thing. It will be a continual life growth with God. Let's look at these emojis. You're, you're nailing the emoji thing there. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of stuff. But appreciate that. But yeah, that, that's a powerful verse there. There's a lot there in dealing with that. And, and again, I, I don't know, you know, I, even what was said earlier about oaths and this, like a Hippocratic oath or confessing that Jesus is Lord. Um, I don't know if that's the oath that Jesus is talking about here. Um, but connecting our lives to God is important, right? Um, following Jesus and his life and his character is important. Um, and I don't want to detach the character or whenever the, the words are detached from the character of Christ. That's when problems happen. Mm. And that's kind of what I see his complaint about the Pharisees are. There's a lack of the character of God but they're using God to back themselves. Yeah. That feels, that feels exactly like what's going on. <laughs> like, you know, and you're like, agree something? You're like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, one of the things I was thinking, do you have a question? No. Because um, like you mentioned earlier, I was thinking, so how do I take this and do something good with it, right? Like with those memes, you know, when I go through and, and, you know, it's like, okay, they got three memes in a row that are all saying the same thing, right? I'm right, you're wrong, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm right. You know, here's vaccine, here's this, here's whatever. How do I, because my response wants to confront it, right? I want to come and go, here's another meme, right? And my meme's better than your meme, right? How do I take the attitude of Christ towards this person who is saying something that I feel is divisive, that's harmful to people who maybe are not, you know, following Christ and they see this person who says they're following Christ, but they're painting Christ in this way that I find, you know, harmful. And it's difficult because I feel like I want to, how do I come along and serve them? Right. Right. And we're going to kind of go into this, the next couple of talks about this where he's talking about, you know, someone slaps you on your uh, right cheek, offer them the left and love your enemies. And I, I think there's a lot that we misunderstand about those verses too, but he's moving to a place of how do I make someone my equal, right? Instead of seeing them as someone who's over me or someone who's under me, how do I make them my equal? That's good. You know, and, and so if someone says something about vaccination or any other topic that I disagree, abortion is a hot topic right now and all the memes. Um, how do I bring that topic to a place of leveling this so that they don't think I'm seeing them as underneath and, you know, that I also am not seeing them as, oh, yeah, you're right. But bring it to a place where, hey, I want to acknowledge this and what you're saying you know, uh, someone had posted something about, you know, well, 
how would I know there was a pandemic? Would you even know it if no one told you? And I'm like, heck yeah. I, I, you know, I, I immediately want to respond in this way. And then instead, I just felt this check. I'm so glad that you haven't experienced the suffering that others have experienced. And I hope your life continues to be healthy and safe. You know what I mean? what you said? Huh? No, that's what I thought. Oh. But, and but then, also, if, like, if you said that, I feel like depending how they how take they it. How they take it, yeah. Could and be I think that part goes back again to the relationship side. And anytime that I have, I felt the need to engage with somebody that I didn't agree with or I wanted to like make them equal, mm -hmm. I wanted us to be equal in conversation, it typically was somebody that I trusted or like have interaction with. Interaction yeah. with and that I was like, oh, honest question, bro. This is how I feel. Could you explain to me your view? Because I still can't understand yeah. it. And they'll go into a big thing of why they, you know, like, and it's going to be like a fact sheet. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. All right. Based on um, that, you know, like, and just engaging. I can't do that with everybody. And we can't. But I feel yeah. like what Jesus is doing is not only like these large groups that he sees making these giant mistakes, but he also like attacks um, individuals where they are with love you know mm -hmm. like yeah. i want to love on you I, I you are my equal i i, I do want to and it doesn't that he doesn't play like like a what do you call this it's not like a fake like like I, i'm asking to to yeah to get you to the point that jumps on my side because mm -hmm. i feel like that's yeah like you know yeah no I, I i know i shared a few weeks ago that i commented to someone's con you know yeah yeah i mean and I had to apologize, not because what I said was wrong, but because how you said I, it was wrong. Yeah, I just, you know, I hadn't talked to this person in years. And instead of how are you, man, what's going on? It's like, I disagree. Here's my reason. Right. Mm. And it's just like, that's not the way to do it. You know, and, and I just had to back off and said, you know, I hope you're well. And I, you know, I know I'm probably not going to get you to, con you know, think the way I do. And you probably won't convince me, but I hope you're well. And I shouldn't have come off this way because that's not what's important to me. You're important to me, right? I, I said something like yeah, that. That's you big. Know? That's big stuff. You know, like I, I always thank everybody for engaging. I, I tell them I yeah. love you. You know, I hope, yeah, you're well. I think those things are like big yeah. news after then, then cutting it and be like, trash, you're, you know, like yeah. you're, 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 you're garbage. <laughs> like it's just really easy to like, like cuss people out. And there's some people... Where I have to, I do have to like just take myself out of the room mm -hmm. or like maybe stop following them for a second because we don't have a relationship. I have a like a hefty amount of people I don't have a relationship on my yeah. Instagram with. So I can't engage and you can't engage with me. And I've been giving you my energy mentally. Mm -hmm. So right now is not the time to be Jesus moment. Yeah. So I have to wait till we can get into like a good place. You know, yeah. So. And I think that's so important. And I've done that so wrong so many times. Yeah. You know, there's been so many people where I've, you know, just asked them questions, but it was with a little attitude. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, you know, and I just asked the question because the question itself is confronting something that they said and then they stop following me. Right. Or they block me or something like that. It's like, man, all I do is ask a question. Yeah. But it was how I did it. How you did it. Yeah. On top of that, you wrote it. You know, Plato says nothing of importance should be written in text. And that was before text messages. You know? <laughs> so it's like you can't read tone through writing. Yeah. And we tend to do it anytime we read something. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this meme the other day that said, you good? And it had like 15 different meanings <laughs> under you, you good. Depending on, and every time I read the different one, I could hear how to like say like, uh -huh. you good? 
yeah. or like it was like like checking if someone needs money uh-huh. like you good or like if someone's okay you know or yeah there's like 20 different ways you can read you good you know and it's like yeah <laughs> it's just add an emoji with a wink on it uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to be super obscure, then just add an emoji with a wink. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Um, well, awesome. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, I, I looking at this, I kind of wanted to like tie a lot of what Jesus is saying. Jesus is confronting us all with ways of how we present ourselves that aren't authentic, right? How do we present ourselves to people in a way that looks like Christ and isn't egocentric, mm. you know, That's good. and reimagining a community, right. Where, and this is all coming from the things that we've been talking about, you know, where anger was worked on, right. Instead of just let go where contempt wasn't tolerated and reconciliation was pursued where women were safe and not objectified where commitments and, oaths that we made towards each other were honored except for in the most extreme cases and where our yes was yes and our no was no you know we didn't feel the need to spin or claim credit for the things that we did or didn't do right you know um that's good you said a lot of good stuff there the thing that popped out to me was like being raised in the church it also gave me like a valid like Amongst my, like, maybe my cousins that didn't go to church, mm-hmm. my friends that didn't, they would say what they were doing Sunday morning or, mm-hmm. like, what they did Saturday night and why I didn't want to go at times or, like, you know, real real Pharisee-like, like, mm-hmm. well, I got church tomorrow, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, nah, no, nah, I'm good, I don't, I go to yeah. church tomorrow. And that was, like, my way of telling them, like, be better. Um, and that was also my, like, way of the, I'm better, you know, yeah. like, I'm, that's not, that's why I'm not with you. But I would be with them on Friday night, you know, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, how do I, how do we represent Christ? How do we elevate his name? Because it's, it's part of that thing we're going back to where you said that other people, like, we didn't, we shouldn't have to call ourselves Christians. In the Bible, it says, they like, were they were called Christians. Yeah. So we don't have to use God's name. God's mm. name should be stamped on us yeah. by like the that. people who are listening, you yeah. know, like. I hear God in what you're saying, you know, like I see God in your art. I I, I don't have, you don't have to say it, you know, like I see God in you. And I think that's, that, that's my, that's good enough for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I trust you. I think that's like, trust is a big thing. Yeah, it is very, very good. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for contributing tonight. Thank you. For you who are here. Um, (laughs) All y'all. Multitudes. Um, Again, this Sunday, we're going to be talking, uh, continuing on this idea, and we're going to talk about, you know, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, uh, offer the left, and I think it'll be uh, illuminating, because I don't think it means what a lot of people mean, think it means. You know, hopefully it'll engage more conversation. So I'm curious. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys. God bless you again. Thank you. Gracias. Gracias. Alexandra. Love you guys, and hope to see you soon. Stay safe. Take care. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more 
information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.